You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to the latest installment of Casual Council here on Flying Casual. I've got our council established this month uh, here with us. This month is Brent, Rob, Scotty, Jory, and Nettie. Guys, talking about, obviously, Star Wars. Who knows? Maybe some Lord of the Rings is going to... Maybe maybe some WandaVision. I don't know. This this conversation may go everywhere. Well, I probably should have started recording 30 minutes ago because a lot of good thoughts coming out in the discussion. But uh, we'll stick with Star Wars. It's a Star Wars podcast, so we'll stick with Star Wars. But... Uh, um, these guys, you know, some classic Star Wars fans here in our group, uh, always speculating on, uh, you know, what ifs. I always love a good what if, and we were just having a what if for like 30 minutes and realized we probably should have been recording that. Um, so we're going to talk about it here, but before we get to these what ifs, um, we do have, you know, some recent Star Wars announcements. We've talked about it on the podcast. Um, but one announcement that we don't talk enough about is, is Star Wars games. Now, if you know, Mike... You know, Mike's a decent gamer, you know. I, I hopped into Battlefront with Rob the other night. And we were owning people as Darth Vader and Kylo Ren. That's choking a lot of people out. So, yeah, if you come across us, you're probably going to die in Heroes versus Villains. But uh, decent game. Don't game enough. Don't talk about gaming enough. But we did learn that Lucasfilm has done a little rebranding behind the scenes. Seems like, you know, that they're realizing, hey, maybe giving EA exclusive rights to our property for 20 years maybe wasn't the best idea. Um, so let's 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 get back to the old days and 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 have uh, uh, you know some Empire at War. Let's bring back Empire at War. No, that wasn't announced, but I'm totally here for it. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But we don't talk about games enough, so I figured let's talk about it. Like what? What Star Wars games do we want to see? We, we Obviously, we've been playing some Battlefront. We've been playing some Squadrons, as terrible as we are. I think everyone here can agree that we're all terrible at Squadrons. Who, who is good at Squadrons? I've never met someone that is, other than those that kill me. Silence. See, I said, guys, no one here is good at Squadrons. Um, I, it just takes too long. Like The minute you start playing, you're like, oh, I finally got a handle of yeah. it. And it's about 40 minutes later, and then you get in the next battle, and it lasts like 40 minutes, and yeah. you're like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't I can't get close to those Star Destroyers. They just, you know, shoot me immediately. I don't know how I'm supposed to destroy them if I can't get close to them. But uh, People so, are camping. They fly absolutely. behind your spawn point. I think they're just like, going, yeah, they're going to a high elevation and just coming down at me. I think that's what's happening. So I'm not a good dogfighter. So it, it's not really my strong suit. Battlefront, I'm on the ground. I'm a lot better. But uh, Empire at War was my jam, guys, back in the day. I mean, for I, I would sit there with my buddies and have 10-hour battles of Empire at War and that strategy. I'm a, I'm a sucker for strategy. Things like uh, Age of Empires. Oh, my God. That was obviously a huge Age of Empires fan. Uh, Command and Conquer Generals. I freaking loved that franchise. Um, so I want to know from you guys, other than Empire at War, um, I mean, there's some rumors of another Battlefront 3. Cool. That's awesome. But there's rumors of a big kind of open world um, being discussed. So, so Rob, I want to go to you first. You're you're our our, our big big yeah. uh, in-house gamer here. What 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 are you excited about the most? And nothing really official coming out. But what are you excited yeah. about the possibility the most of Lucasfilm Games kind of just saying, "Hey, let's send out our property to some other to some other creators and let's see what they can do." Look, I mean, this is the best thing. This is what books do. 
Books just don't have yep. one person doing that, and that's what EA does. A lot of people say that the, the, the death of football games was when EA bought the NFL license and yeah. killed every other game because it got waxed with NFL 2K5. Oof. So NFL yeah, Blitz? I mean, Did anyone play? I mean, I was an NFL Blitz guy back in the day, right? Like. I mean, it was that was a good game too, but and then all year. it had to stop because it had to be about Madden. Yeah, and then it's, I mean, in a small like little jab at EA too, they made that game on the phone, and then they implemented that card system into the game. Now you got the Madden Ultimate Team. People go buy the things, and they beat everybody up, and they win the championships. And it just isn't cool. It's Cheat like codes. a phone game. Yeah, that's not Madden. That's not Madden. Madden in a phone game. Bring me back to '79 Rams. Seriously, I want Eric Dickerson in '84, but back to Star Wars. <laughs> Back to Star Wars. This, like, you're giving creativity to other place, other people. And the first people that stepped up is going to make an open world. And this is what we were talking about two years ago, being able to maybe do a climb up the Jedi building and look across mm. Coruscant or maybe visit Tatooine and be able to climb around the buildings and do stuff. But as a Star Wars game, it's not so much like a stealth game. Yeah. So I think that we can probably count maybe some of that out. But to open world and do that, I'm still going to go back. I got open world, and I I played it 18 hours three weeks ago in Star Wars Galaxies. It's on it. There's Mm. just You could just run around. It's not even open world. It's open space. I tell you all the time. You can launch a machine and you can fly into air and you can fly to the next planet or you could hyper jump to the next planet. Mm. And if you f- choose to fly, you might have to watch out for some pirates. Like Ugh. that's open space, open universe, open everything. It's been done before. They only keep it from us because EA yeah. got that stupid thing. And of course, we all know what's still going on is Knights of the Old Republic or, you know, KOTOR. That's still all going on. Yeah. Like, that just had an update, like, like four months ago. See, I never got into so, Knights of the... I don't, I've never even played Knights of the... Am I missing out on Knights of the Old Republic? Is that an open world it's enough? Fun. It's okay. It's okay, but it's, it's so... You know what I'm saying? Like, you're so far behind that by the time you get caught up, you could be playing new Star Wars games like Fallen Order 2. Here's what scares me about an open world game. If it's something like Destiny, I freaking love Destiny. I know Brent's a big Destiny guy. Uh, part of my problem is I find really beautiful places to go and sit and take some screenshots of beautiful background. If I'm on Coruscant and I'm able to climb up those Jedi temples, like yeah. I, that's what I'm doing. I'm probably not fighting crime. I'm just taking beautiful landscape shots, selfies of me, you know, out there just checking yeah. out the planet. So I, I'm down for a Destiny light game. I, I think that would be it's perfect for Star Wars. Why you have this 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 galaxy? Let's let's make it happen. Um, but Scotty, you're you're a gamer as well. Are you looking forward to anything particular? I mean, an Empire at War, maybe. Am I the only one here that likes that strategy? Don't know what that game is. Oh, uh, I know what that game is. Just Scotty, for the record, I that's know okay. what that game is. It's amazing. That's okay. We'll let that one go. What are you looking forward to? Uh, man, the new. I was gonna say like the new game is coming from Ubisoft, but the the studio is massive. I'm going to just list a couple of games that they've made in the past. Uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations, mm. Far Cry 3, which in my opinion is probably the best one of that whole thing, story-wise. This company also did both of the Division games, and last but not least, uh, South Park and the Fractured Butthole. <laughs> if you have not played the South Park games, like, no joke. <laughs> 
the stories are like blow your mind as a fan of that universe. It's an RPG game. It's amazing. Oh, oh, and that's that's whole W H O L E. Oh, I believe it. That might be something for Jar Jar to kind of you know be the front and the the face of uh, a game like that. I'm hyped for that game. I hope the open world is like I don't know. I want a MMO. I want a like World of Warcraft style game, but Star Wars, like, and you know, and this might be a stretch, but like my big big dream, big dream. Have you seen demos? And if you haven't seen demos for um, Beyond Good and Evil Two, there's a ridiculous uh-huh. YouTube video with the developers. Netty, he's maybe seen this. But it's just them inside the engine showing the scale. And it's like a massive ship. His little ship gets out of it. Then he gets out of it. He's got a little jetpack. And you can literally, like, enter and exit atmospheres. And he was showing how, like, the ship's propulsion changes when they leave the atmosphere. You can go into, like, super light speed type stuff. But, like, give me that Yeah, in Star Wars. I don't care. I'll buy a computer. It doesn't have to be a console game. Yeah, <laughs> if if my if my Dell G5 here can play it, yeah, fire it up. We'll, we'll see. Oh, I'm waiting for I'm that ready. new Empire uh, uh, Age of Empires though release that apparently is coming sometime in the future. We're still waiting for that. But uh, Nettie, you also are a huge uh, gamer here with us and, and playing something new every week. It seems. Uh, what are you most excited about? Um, if you have any idea of what you are wanting from Star Wars. I just got to throw something out. I'm pretty sure Empire at War is on Steam, and I think there are fan servers, Michael, so if I ever learn how to actually play it, I'd be down. Oh, boys. <laughs> Guys, I, I, now that I have a, a, a PC here and, and not just a Mac, yeah, I, I actually bought uh, Screw Mac. Screw Mac and Screw Ass for whoever makes the Aspire, whoever makes the freaking games for them. Uh, I, bought, I purchased that game on the App Store, and it's now gone. Well, I don't understand why I can't just play the game. Whatever. So, yeah, maybe it'll stick around in Steam. Maybe we can all play because that would, I mean, a four-on-four match. It sounds like we we need to make this happen. Yeah, let's say I need to load what I'm doing, but I'm down. That's all right. You're um, learning from the best. Exactly. Um, in terms of the other news that came out, I, I think it's a great start to see what we can do. Um, to, I, slight side off from Star Wars. I mean, the announcement of an Indiana Jones game from mm-hmm. Machine Games who make the best Nazi killing simulators there are, so that's perfect for Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, say that I'm really excited for. And then, I mean, Lucasfilm had a lot of good IPs. Not necessarily things I played, but like Day of the Tentacle, Maniac Mansion. They had a lot of good IPs, and I'm really excited to oh see if God, they may bring some of those back. <laughs> Maniac Mansion was freaking amazing, dude. You were the first person to have said that to me ever. Sounds ever. sounds ever. like uh, sounds like the Looney Bin. I, I Maniac Mansion. I don't know what that is. I'm googling. I think you can microwave a pet in it, so that explains Holy something. Holy cow! But um... it's cool. It's fun. Let it get, kill it, man. Kill it, man. Tell them what it's about. <laughs> see, see, I, I, I'll just, I'm interested to see if any of those will get any revives too but on the terms of actual Star Wars I mean the possibilities can be endless to say I haven't played too many of Massive's games and the, 
the division games never really clicked with me mm-hmm. at least nothing like destiny for me but they're still solid built games and i ubisoft knows how to build an open world sometimes they can be a little by the numbers but they have pioneered that genre very well so i think it's in good hands and i'm really excited to see what they can do with it and if you want me to speculate on other projects i want i could be here all day <laughs> <laughs> i mean we do we need to dedicate more time to it and they, they've obviously piqued all of our interest just by rebranding uh the the gaming head there at lucasfilm so I, it worked I, I think they gave a few second little teaser just pretty much saying we're rebranding and we're 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 partnering up with some some companies, and it was enough to get everyone excited. Just to, and that doesn't mean they're going away from from EA. Uh, they're still going to be partnering with them because I I found a lot of joy in and 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 Battlefront and and uh, um and and the campaign that they had there. I thought that was a solid story. I thought Fallen Order was a really great story. Um, probably one of the best Star Wars stories in my opinion. But uh, I didn't know this until this conversation started but guys we have the number five player in the world of call of duty uh, uh jory webb here uh, jory i didn't know this information until now uh oh, this boy. is breaking news to me but uh, i mean i didn't what does what does the number five player in the world of call of duty expect from star wars in the future well you know I, I mean, obviously, I want a shooter. Uh, yeah. So, uh, honestly, I am not that good at Call of Duty there, bud. Uh, <laughs> uh, but as, as far as, um, you know, with the, them doing an open world, uh, I don't really know how that would work, um, especially if you decide that you're going to, you know, play as a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, with an open world, it kind of seems to kind of be... Uh, like Assassin's Creed or GTA feel, yeah. And uh, you know that you know little little Jimmies and little Timmies are going to be on there, you know, just destroying the regular people in the world. And yeah. then, you know, as a, as a Jedi, what does that do? I mean, yeah. does that just bring down the entire order? Um, you know, do they outcast you? Do they send Yoda to come? You know, destroy you? Send yeah. Anakin after you? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how this all works. Um, but, I mean, I think that it would be really cool. Um, not really sure what kind of storyline that they would uh, bring up. You know, would it be a new storyline? Would it kind of rehash some of the old, um, you know, and, like, I think it would be kind of cool if it was open world plus, you know, they uh, – so so one of my actually – my favorite games um, was The Phantom Menace, and it was, like, for PlayStation 1 or – no, I think yeah. it was PlayStation 2. Um and I had a lot of fun playing that game. I just thought it was pretty cool to take Qui-Gon and, and uh, Obi-Wan and, you know, do a bunch of lightsaber fighting and, you know, kill on a bunch of droids, things like that. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool to do something like that. But, you know, have we already gotten, you know, those type of games? So I, I just I don't know um, unless they bring a new a brand new story into it, uh, you know, how they would do it. Um uh, but I think it would be kind of cool to maybe even play back through the sequel trilogy, um, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I, honestly, as far as the gaming speculation, I haven't really thought about it a ton and uh, leave that to the better minds on the gaming. I, I'm, I'm surprised how much I've enjoyed in the past those those episodic 
games. Like I, the the one that strikes me the most is is probably the the most recent, which, which I, I assume was Revenge of the Sith, and just like Anakin showing up to Palpatine's the office, and it's just like, are you gonna like choose this side or that? And it's it's intriguing because. That is Star Wars. It's the discussions that we all have daily in the Facebook group. Like, what if? Like, we're going to have one here in a bit. So I really enjoy those, and it seems like they've kind of gone away from that. But, yeah, it, would it be interesting to to throw in some little nuggets for the sequel trilogy? Like, it sounds like <laughs> I think this pissed some people off, but the, the Lego game that's going to come out where you can play pretty much any character – they're going to try to flesh out like Finn a little more and, and, and whatever that means. Um, that's kind of upset some people. So maybe they're not going to go too much into it, but I, I think it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just like the novels. Like I've enjoyed the rise of the rise of Skywalker novelization so much because it's filled in so much. And what if we could see those scenes play out in a cutscene in a game? I think that's amazing. Like if people are going to buy it, let's, let's do it. So I've been surprised by how much I've kind of enjoyed those episodic ones. Um, and I'm not even that big of a gamer, but I tend to like the story driven feature and, and, and watching those cutscenes. Um, just like a lot yeah. of people have with, with older public and stuff. Yeah, Rob. Yeah. I, um, to throw that in real quick when Jory was talking about episode one, um, I did like that game, but I didn't like how constrictive it is. So for me, the episode one story that I like to follow was Jedi Power Battles. If you ever played that, and it was for the Dreamcast, which gave you an extra character, and if you played it for the PlayStation, it, it ran the entire story of episode one, but it was two players at the same time. And all the all the Jedi were different. So you had Plukun, Obi, you had Kwai. Everybody had their own different combinations. And then with each level, you could earn so many points, and you could upgrade your health or your force, or you could choose this combo or that combo. Yeah. So it allowed you so many different ways that you could do it. But the one problem with the game was it was really slippy. So playing it too, two people couldn't occupy the space at the same time. So if you had a lot of stupid little jumps to make that you know, somebody always fell off on, you had to do them in succession. It was really hard, but the game itself and the way, like, by the end of the game, you could almost tell the force when something was going to shoot because you would hit that L button it would, and it would fly back at it and it would hit it. And that's how you had to actually beat the first boss, too, because they wanted you to learn that skill that you had to deflect bolts back, I'm telling you. It's a hard, slippy game, but that game is really, really cool <laughs> and really fun if none, none of you have ever played it. That's awesome. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> I was going to say, um, Lego can do no wrong, man. True. They can do no They can do an MMO and let me create my own character with, like, class level up, skills, gear, and I would play it for the next 20 years. Yeah. No, I agree. There's so much fun yeah. and... and... I don't know how people were giving the holiday special, the Lego one, like a lot of flack. It was just, it was fun. Like people were like, oh, of course they'd have Rego and show Luke how to, you know, destroy the Death Star. It's like, come on. Do you really take it that seriously, people? Come on. It's a fiction. Like it's a fiction. This is, this never happened. Luke Skywalker doesn't exist. Like let it go. So, uh, yeah. The crazy part is I literally don't think any of that would have happened had they not been so outraged. <laughs> like they're literally just like, okay, listen, let's just do it. Yeah, we're you hate Ray so much, we're gonna put her throughout all of Star Wars and we're really gonna piss you off. 
we're already like down here, so we can only go up. Yeah. I'll tell you this, uh, and Brent, tell me if this is something you're interested in, because you and I uh, like to be on a fire team and go out there and, and, and be guardians of of the galaxy, and uh, I think that's what they call us in Destiny, a guardian. Yeah, I don't really know if they call it a galaxy or not. It's been a while since I've been on there, and I have a very low uh, light level, so I'm going to need uh, Nettie and Brent to go and do a couple raids for me so I can play Trials again. But uh, tell, Brent, tell me if this is something that interests you, and I want to hear what you what you what you expect from from Lucasfilm Games here in the future, an open world so to speak game, but it's kind of like GTA, and it's only on Coruscant. Coruscant, we were just talking about Coruscant a little bit ago and how unexplored it was in the sequel trilogy, but like. You start off in the lowest layers, of course, not like you're in the core, like you're just in the core of the planet and you're just like, you're just scum. You're just, you know, you have to work your way up to the upper levels. Maybe that's crime. Maybe that's something else. But Jory got me thinking, like, what if you go and steal a speeder and the Jedi show up and you're kind of screwed? Like what happens then? But I mean, would you be down for a GTA kind of Star Wars game on Coruscant? I I might consider it. I mean, I've never actually, I played maybe five minutes of GTA, the original and none of the other ones. Smart. It, it did. Well, absolutely no appeal to me. Whatsoever, Smart. Cause it's just a lot of murder. One, maybe it was just cause the first one was shit. Yeah. And then I just never got into the other ones. Um, That's smart. And I have no desire to try and get into GTA five. Cause it seems like now with the newest update, all it is is about racing your car around. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I feel it. That but, my da- I think my dad caught my stepbrother playing the first Grand Theft Auto and came in and just snapped the disc, and that was the last we saw of it. So I agree. Yeah, never played much of it, but I'm thinking something like that could be cool. So no, so no GTA. But, what do you What do you want? I don't. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the Lego Saga. Um, yeah, I've played you know all the other ones. Um, so I'm just waiting for it to be all in one sweet package and all you know. Raising. All bundled yeah. together and whatnot. But it's kind of funny you mentioned uh, Destiny or whatever because, you know, there's a lot of similarities between Destiny and the Star Wars universe. Yeah, let's um, go. Come on. You, you can kind of talk about it. I mean, you start right off, you get to the Ark Warlock Super where he's just running around with Palpatine's little tickle fingers. Mm. Um, yep. And then I don't know how much or, you know, how many people play Destiny or how much, how far into the lore the people who have have gotten. But um, you get into Shax, the Quartermaster mm. for Crucible. Yeah. He never takes his helmet off. So Mandalorian. That's right. You know, right off the bat, right. um, you got the healing powers of the warlock as well. Um, and then, you know, you get the Ahamkara, which is the wish dragon within the destiny universe. Mm. Um, it's a dragon and it has multiple eyes. And then what kind of animal was it that Ray healed in the rise of Skywalker? Fucking it was snake. a lizard thing with multiple eyes on it. Yeah. So, boom, there's your Ahamkara. So, you know, there's a lot of similarities to it. So I kind of already have my ideal Star Wars game. Um, they have swords, which is basically a lightsaber. <laughs> so, you know, there's everything's already there going for me. And, you know, it's I only have so much time to play because I have kids and yeah. a job and, you know, everything else. So, you know, it's, it's really the only thing I get to play. I still haven't finished Fallen Order um, as much as I really want to. I haven't finished the campaign for Battlefront 2 either. Um, luckily, Same. the YouTube's out there so I can watch all the story beats and, and know what's going on. But, <laughs> you know, one day I'll get to it. So, you know, other than the Lego one, which I can play with my kids, you know, I'm in no major rush for it. I already have my, my Star Wars game right there. Got Brent, shame. Brent, you There's actually, no shame in that. You actually just reminded me that I haven't finished the Battlefront 2 campaign. That's embarrassing. <laughs> There's a, this, I have a buddy that yeah. does that. Just watches all the Battlefront. Yep. Or he watched all the Battlefront. He watched all the the fallen order he didn't care he was like whatever i want my star wars content that's that's what we have to do with luke like that's the only way luke can find out about this stuff because i'm like hey man maybe you should come over and play some playstation he's just like really two kids yeah, but 
But. I haven't finished yet, but I'm totally down for Fallen Order too because what I have played, I've I've totally dug. I've loved it. the The story's been awesome. The you know the game control can be a little wonky every once in a while, but yeah, I'm sure they'll work it out by the next time around. And you know, respawn with Titanfall and Titanfall Two. Mm-hmm. I mean, Titanfall Two is probably one of the best campaigns for single player in the last decade and a half. I would imagine um, it, that game was just so awesome and epic. Um, and so, I mean, I'm totally down with the respawn taking sure. the doing whatever they want to do with Star Wars. Brent, what are and you since running? We're talking about gaming. Yeah. Real quick, never forget Shadows of the Empire for the 64. Amen. I thought you were going to say Shadow of War, which I just witnessed Holly slaying orcs last night for about three hours. So I'm in a bit of a Lord of the Rings mindset right now. The Ring of Power. But uh, that's a great game, too. But, uh, Brent, what are you running as in, in Destiny? Are you a Titan, Hunter? What are you? Oh, hell no. Titans are a piece of crap. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> No, no offense I, taken I, here. I mean, I mean, a hunter and, and then a secondary and the warlock. Let's go. Yeah, I need and to. If, I need to try some of that time, magic. You know, if there's time available, then I'll throw my titan on just to to get the crap. But okay, no, th- those guys. It's like those are that's that's garbage training wheels right there. That's all titans are. They have that's they're way overpowered. There's just too much shit. That's yeah, what I thought. That's the a hunter, the hunter special weapon is too much. Multiple hits while you can still snipe somebody, one hit somebody. It's too much, man. It's uh, too much. And with, I agree. with the bow, the bow or something in part two, it's like one hit kill. Once yeah. you get good, it's dead. It's death every time. Guys, there's nothing better than playing trials with your buddies late at night, just owning people, trying to go flawless. Never been flawless in uh, in Destiny. That's okay. One day I will because I feel like Brent and I feel like Nettie are going to take me there. So we'll, I'm going to get my light level up. We're going to play some trials. Uh, because uh, I'm pretty sick with that bow every once in a while. I'll tether some people and let you go in and slam. Um, and I'll, give me a scout rifle. Just, or what was it? Yeah, is it a scout rifle? What's the, I don't remember what it's called, but give me a scout rifle and I'll go out there and, 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 and own some people. Um, well, that was fun. We never talk about games much, guys. Uh, if we get off here early enough, we all may just hop on squadrons and get owned as well, but uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> no way. Uh, <laughs> what um, you got there, Nettie? Something else? Yeah, Nettie. Out of here? I just wanted to mention, I left out the most important piece of video game news we got over the past couple of weeks. Babu Frick is going to be playable in Lego Star Wars, and that alone makes it worth the price of entry. What is, is he just going to run around with a torch? Like, is that, what's he, he's just like burns people's eyes? Like, his character, like, yeah, yeah, seriously, he's going to be like the Yoda. You're like, where the hell is Yoda? Oh my God, he's everywhere. Oh, God. So, yeah, who knows? I can't picture Babu Frick hurting anybody. But who knows? Who knows? Um, well, that Maybe was a fun. droid. You can jump on the back yeah. and just be like, just like reprogram him. And then like, okay, there you go. He reprograms them Sick. and then controls them. And then he becomes the droid. So different droids yeah. that are used. There you go. Yeah, maybe just so he just like rides them. And Nailed yeah, that'd it. be cool. Can you get him on a gonk droid like a blurg? Oh, my God. Or he just rides a mouse droid around, <laughs> just blasting people. Now that'd be sick. That'd be great. Talking <laughs> shit the whole time. Oops. <laughs> I I totally I totally hope that that actually happens. That would be so sick. Well, there's yeah, a there's a lot to look forward to then with, with the games, and I can't wait. I mean, God knows, you know, I won't be able to afford most of them. Um, I gotta I gotta buy a PS5 before any of this stuff comes out. Um, so if anyone's looking to donate one this way, uh, so far, I think the PS4 is running pretty good. Maybe run a little hot. 
Uh, it's been, you know, shut down a couple of times on me and deletes all my games. But, hey, what are you going to do? Um, so maybe we'll be, you know, we'll be gaming a little more. The Discord the other night, I'll tell you, everyone was on fire. Um, a lot of Lord of the Rings references by myself, but uh, that, that happens. But there's a lot of good good chat in there, good good, uh, good chatting with Aaron. Uh, he didn't even know we had Discord, so that was, that was nice of him to join us in there the other night. But uh, a lot of good conversation going on. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, you may be able to join us in Battlefront or something um, and, and, and own the galaxy like Rob and I were. But uh, I, I teased kind of some speculation. It's what we do best, I think, sometimes on this podcast, and we haven't done it in a while. Um, and so uh, there's been a couple of discussions that have happened in the group and just here in the past you know, hour or so with these guys um, revolving around the Clone Wars Episode 3 era. Um, and talking about Order 66 and how things could be different. Like, what if something went this way? Like, how, how would things have ended up? Um, and I want to start with, with Nettie at first because this is something that Nettie brought up uh, in, in the group, I think, the other week. And it was just, it's just fascinating that you could just ask one simple question of, like, what if? And you can have a two-hour conversation. And that may be what happens here. Uh, but, but Nettie simply asked, like, what would have happened if Obi-Wan had actually left the Order? Like, he promised, you know, Satine that he would, you know, if she would let him. Like, what what would have happened then? What would have happened to Anakin? Would he have actually turned? How would things have been so differently? I almost feel bad talking about it because then it feels like we're blaming Obi-Wan for everything going wrong. I mean, Obi-Wan, to me, is the Superman of the Star Wars galaxy. He's just got the whole way of the world on his shoulders. But, Nettie, what were you thinking uh, when you posed that? Like, how could things have been different? Let's say... You know, Obi Wan's teen are like, you know, let's do this. Let's go. Maybe we're gonna go to Naboo. Maybe we're gonna find a nice little hut somewhere and just live on the ocean the rest of our lives. Like, what would? How would things have been different? Yeah, I think it's an interesting question. I say, I think I was listening to the podcast about Obi Wan, the Qui Gon and Obi Wan in the Obi Wan show. Um, and it just popped into my head for some reason, and I think there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. I mean, would Qui-Gon have taken another Padawan and would he still have ended up on Tatooine to find Anakin? Yeah. If, if that hadn't happened, like if Chancellor Valorum had sent another duo of Jedi, Jedi onto Naboo with the blockade, would they not have ended up on Tatooine? Would Anakin just have stayed there? Yeah. I mean, I think there's endless ways you can look at it. And I mean, if it had just been Qui-Gon and Darth Maul killed him, Obi-Wan's not there to kill Darth Maul the first time. Um, does, like, Anakin just go out for revenge against Maul then? Did the Jedi go after him? I think there's a lot of different angles you can look at it, depending on where you want to play the pieces. Because I forget, do they give us exact context of when Obi-Wan and Satine kind of first met and started talking? I can't remember if they give a time frame of that, but, no, but- he would have left relative to all the movies but the way they discuss it though it's as if it were a long time like a while ago it wasn't like they just met up a couple months right like it's like when he had you know was early on in the order it feels like when maybe those those inhibitions were just you know just too much like i I, it seems like it's been an ongoing thing for a while and, and and all those feelings are coming back after seeing each other for you know for so long I think it's fa- it's fascinating. What what if Obi Wan wasn't there to make the bad joke on the on the on the troop transport there on Naboo? 
I don't know. There's a great, there's a, I, some people that clip this shit on YouTube are just hysterical. It's called Obi-Wan's bad joke. And it literally is them hiding out on the troop on the, on the droid troop transport when it's going down in the boo. And he just says, you were right, master. And the negotiations were short. And then it just pans back to Qui-Gon and then back to Obi-Wan and back to Qui-Gon and back to, and it's just called Obi-Wan's bad joke. It's, it's hysterical. I laughed my ass off. Uh, so some really great stuff on the internet. It's highly entertaining. But yeah, like what if was he the only one that could actually if some if there were a lesser Jedi there as Qui Gon's Padawan and had taken on the training of Anakin Skywalker, would he, would Anakin have even gotten as far as he did? I, I I don't know. Jory, do you think about these things at night? I mean, is, is Obi Wan? You know, he felt like the Jedi we all needed in the moment, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, is is it all his fault? But maybe he should have ran off with Satine. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know about that. I mean, <clears throat> if I mean, if Obi Wan isn't there, I mean, kind of like Nettie was saying, it's there. There's just so many different outcomes, you know that that could have happened and you know and obviously it's butterfly effect you know you take away one piece and you know and every I mean, it changes history completely kind of like you know something else we're going to talk about in the future later on in the uh podcast um you know with the order 66 but like you know if, if you take obi-wan out of the picture um you know like you're saying i don't know that uh, you know, Qui-Gon even ends up where he's supposed to end up, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, we, we, we talk about these things and, you know, all the what ifs and, and sometimes you kind of just have to go back to the whole, well, it happened because George wrote it that way, yeah. you know, <laughs> because it, because if it, because if it didn't happen that way, then we don't have a story. Um, but you know, if, if Obi-Wan leaves the order, uh, you know, like you're saying, I don't know that that Qui-Gon actually has an apprentice at that point. Yeah. You know, and and if Qui-Gon doesn't have an apprentice, I mean, I think that he still probably would go and do the same things that he's doing, but maybe with another uh, with another night. Yeah. Um, you know, just to do it in, in pairs, um, you know, in the negotiations uh, and, and things like that. But. You know, if he doesn't have Obi-Wan there, then, uh, you know, do things still play out the same way? And, and it's hard to say yes or no either way. Yeah, the Force works in mysterious ways. Scotty, you were going to say something. Yeah, um, I think you touched on it. I think we all touched on it last week. You just brought up something that triggered, you know, dark side. I'm like a dark side uh sympathizer if you will but you said a lesser jedi and i don't really know what you mean or what you're talking about because i'm pretty sure we cut off yoda and obi-wan both from owning padawans because they all just turned to the dark side so Mm -hmm. uh you know the force is just gonna always balance it out uh i think i don't know it's hard to say like where did it start like why was anakin a force birth why you know, that line, why that bloodline, you know, yeah. that's where I go. Why did Palpatine just pick them? Yeah. What if he, what if he picked Han Solo and like, you know, who knows, you know, his kid could have been whatever. I don't know. 
Yeah, we've I've talked about it months ago. If 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 it were just Qui Gon or if Qui Gon was there to actually train him, would he have been? Would Anakin have turned out any different? I, I don't know what what different you know Qui Gon would have offered. It. He it seems like he would have allowed him to explore even a little more, and and maybe that could have been even more trouble for the universe. Bologna, you know, Bologna's interview that you know went deep on that, whereas like he described Obi Wan as more of the brother that, and and Qui Gon would have filled that void as a father. And it could have gone completely 180. You know, he could have then been the chosen one that helped, you know, not join them, etc. Yeah, it makes me like we talked about it uh, uh, about the, the the Mortis arc when we were talking about Qui Gon the other week, and and, and Luke brought that up, and, and Qui Gon shows up, and he's just like, wow, like Anakin, you know, this might be too much for him. Like he, you know, this, 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 this might be too much for him and his unstable self kind of right now. And then what would Qui-Gon, what would that, what if Qui-Gon was there on Mortis? Like, would it, would he have been just like a little more, I don't know, a little more open to experimentation. That sounds wrong. Uh, but I kind of think Qui-Gon is that kind of hippie Jedi, right? Not just because of his long locks, but, definitely. uh, yeah, right, right. I feel like uh, Qui-Gon would just light one up be like, right, let's just feel the force flow through us, Anakin. Who knows? Um, some of those death sticks. Yeah, let's go. You want know maybe we go to Dex's and we have ourselves a nice ribeye and then we go smoke some death sticks. Who knows? Let's see what happens. Um, that's actually what I want in, a, in an open world Coruscant game is to just be able to go to Dex's diner and just hang out and have a freaking burger. And then if I want to go steal a speeder, maybe I can do that. Um, I don't know, Dex. Like, I mean, I just want to go there. Um, yeah, it's just... I don't know. I feel so bad for Obi-Wan. And, and it makes me think, like, I love that you brought it up, Nettie, because I'm like, could we even see, not see Satine, but maybe have a Satine reference in the Obi-Wan show of just, like, some regret? Would would Obi-Wan, because, I mean, even in the comics, he has some ups and downs. Like, at the beginning of the comic, he's like, I'm nothing. I can't do anything. Like, I'm stuck on this planet. And the next one, he's lighting his laser sword. He's like, I'm a Jedi. So he has a roller coaster of emotions on Tatooine. But are, is there going to be any moments where he's just like, man, shit, I should have left. Me and Satine could have got a speeder and hopped on out of here. Like, we could be on Hoth just, like, in a cave, just, like, hiding out living our best life with, you know, the Wampas or something. I, I don't know. Um, I, I would love to see some regret and, and maybe, you know, have Qui-Gon to sit there and say, no, nah, man, you're doing the best. Just like in the in the, in the in the discussion from a certain point of view that we talked about the other week, just like, no, nah, you, you did the best you could, man. Like, the, don't, don't, the no regrets, man. The Force is going to work out. I've seen it. Like, things are cool. You're going to die here in a little bit, but, like, it's going to be fine. Like, things are fine. Um, it's just, I don't know, but like Jory said, it's the, the maker wrote it and it's hard to, it's hard to question how things could be different. I don't know. Scotty, did you have something else? I was going to say, like, I really hope in that Obi-Wan show that they, they show that, but they also like show that he, he had to do it. Like he had to do it. He's going to convince himself of that. And if we're really going to get, like, this rematch that everybody's talking about, is like, I hope that it leads up to him convincing himself he had to do it. Yeah. And then it out that this Vader character, like, he's got a feeling that it's just him, and then he has to leave Tatooine to go confront him again. Like, he just doesn't have a choice. 
Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to play that in. A lot of people think it's impossible. I literally think nothing is impossible, man. They have written some of this stuff so flawlessly. Like, it's it's going to be cool. Absolutely. I want the freaking Grand Inquisitor hunting him down. He's like, Chad, yeah. this. he's within a stone's throw, Luke. I got to get the hell out of here. Let's go to freaking Dantooine uh, and check some shit out. Like, I don't know. But I just, yeah, he's got a, he's got, he, it's for such a big epic show. It's got to, it's got to be off world a little bit. But we'll see. Um, he's on the opposite end of the galaxy from Tatooine now. See, but maybe he needs to get it. Maybe he needs to go away. He's just got to take a hyperspace lane, just get away for a bit. We're going on a trip. Uh, but he doesn't have a droid, so that's going to suck. It's going to be a really lonely trip. That's another thing. Like, I was blown away, guys, that Qui-Gon's just like, I pretty much just figured out how to 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 present myself through the force because Obi Wan's lonely and I don't want it to be. I about wept. I'm like Jesus, he has nothing. Uh, so thank God for Qui Gon. I mean, he came and Obi Wan came and have a droid. Um, apparently, he didn't remember having R four either, which is I don't know. Would you guys remember you had a droid? You know, forty some years ago. Would you remember that? Owning well, one. Jedi's don't have possession, so he technically didn't have the <laughs> droid. It was just with him. Great point. Yeah, I don't remember owning one. Uh, <laughs> that's a great point. Great point. He barely knows his own name. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's like, you know, Obi Wan is like, not a fing clue. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're talking about the what ifs right now. Yeah. What if Ahsoka believed Darth Maul when he first mentioned, do you think that Ahsoka would have been able to convince Anakin at that time that he was traveling down the wrong path? That's that's something that's always sad at me, too. So, like, let's rebuttal that, because I wanted to go back to the Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan thing for a second, too, but I wanted to hit the Ahsoka thing, too. What if when Maul, who we got to give a lot of respect to Maul. We, we've already done it on other podcasts, so if nobody that's listening right now has ever checked out any of the other casual councils, go back and check out our Maul discussions on that. Mm-hmm. Throwing that in there. That's right. And when Maul mentioned that to her, she she was torn because she still had to believe the good in Anakin. If she would have just understood to do fulfill that, I don't think she could have talked him out of it. I think there might have been an encounter because I don't know if she would have been able to handle that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's everybody's feelings on that? If Ahsoka went to Anakin and said, hey, Darth Maul told me that you're in cahoots with Emperor Palpatine, and I want to know what's up with that because I feel you slipping off and becoming more dark. I've seen it on the battlefield as well, heard about it as well. Um, what's up? If Mace Windu wasn't so spicy, she was literally about to tell him and Yoda everything, dude. And then he, someone called her a civilian, and she was like, Yeah, there it is. leave it to Mace. No, you're on your own. Forget it. It really feels like a timing thing. It really does, but I mean... I don't know, because Obi-Wan's all along kind of been telling him that, you know, you're not you're going down this path, and, and, and you know, yeah, his eyes weren't glowing yellow at the time, but I, I don't know if Ahsoka would have had any impact on... I, 
I don't know if he would have really believed her or he'd say, well, you can't believe Maul. Like he's just, you know, and, and why, why, why would you trust Maul? That he's obviously just trying yeah. to, to turn you against us. But is that when, is that when, yeah, but is that when, when she brings it up, would he go, why are you believing him? My master shot, you know, struck him down before. He's always had a vendetta against my master. So I think that that's why that would become a confrontation. That would have been their first confrontation. And that, that it's it has no impact, but it makes that if they actually fought, she would have been either his first death or whatever would have happened before Mace Windu, before he chopped that, because he would have got to that, I think, right? The timing? Is that right? She would have got to him before the Mace. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She would have got to him and before Mace. No, because on the way back to Coruscant is when Order 66 happened, so she couldn't have got back in time to have stopped it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah, Jory. Okay, Jory. So there's I've actually thought about this a lot. Come on. <clears throat> so with that, I mean there's there's a couple different ways that, you know, and this is kind of when we play the what if, but uh say, you know, where you guys are talking, say Ahsoka once she is speaking to Maul and say it's just Ahsoka, you know, kinda how it played out in in the series. If Ahsoka was somehow able to get a message to the Jedi, uh, the Jedi order instead of like continuing, you know, everything that's going on with Maul. And she just gets a, a message into the temple. Um, and, you know, and calls like an emergency meeting, um, and then kind of gives a heads up because it does happen, you know, after her confrontation with Maul, like it's pretty quick. Um, that Order 66 does happen. But say she's able to get, you know, an emergency meeting, um, you know, via hologram with uh, as many masters as they can uh, wrangle up at the time, you know, it it could have had some sort of uh, an effect on, you know, how they prepared for it. Um, and, you know, and, and we're not going to say that Ahsoka, you know, failed in that way because I don't think that that's, you know, that wasn't her duty at that point, and nor did she uh, have any reason to believe Maul. Yeah, um, but, you know, say she gets that emergency meeting, and then, uh, you know, and this is kind of where we are going into this possibly anyways with the Order 66, um, that could have put a couple chinks into that plan. You know, you could have had uh, a few of the more well-trained masters uh, on their guard you know, you know, as to things that could have possibly happened, um, you know, but we can get into that in a little bit. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. I just, I don't know. After reading the Vader comics, I just feel like the only person that could have convinced Anakin was Padme and it had to be much earlier on. And cause she just kind of, ignored any signs that she was getting. I, I feel like that's his only about re- that though, Michael. Yeah. It, it, when in, in three, it started seeming like she was becoming more like a possession to him. Yeah. There's those things when he was turning dark, he, she didn't want to believe it either. And, and I know she sensed it more than anything, but I just wanted to weigh in on that, that I think that I, that that's just, yeah, it was, it was, it was started like becoming controlling 
I think they, like I'm gonna. I see you dying. I'm gonna control that. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, and she had fears of her own too, right? Of just like I, you know, there's so much at stake here. Like obviously democracy, but like our relationship is a forbidden one. And if I do think anything to jeopardize it, like what else do I have? Like we keep we. This is something we need to 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 keep close, and and I'm not gonna really try to do anything to rattle. They both were kind of doing that. Um, so yeah, you're right. I think they were both trying, they were very controlling of each other in certain ways, but it was also, it was very selfish in what they were doing. Um, which is crazy because, you know, she is, is portrayed to be this really selfless leader, right? Of her people and, and everything that we learn about her and, and, and the, uh, the Amidala books and, 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 Anakin too there on Tatooine just like knowing nothing of greed and then they end up having this relationship that it is just I don't know it is so I don't know it's so it's is it selfish I don't know is it selfish to love someone and and then the world be around you and saying that it can't happen yeah but like I don't think he was controlling I think it was just his fear of losing her and that was his love. Like, that's what it came down to. I don't, I personally don't feel at all that he controlled her throughout this entire thing, but she's definitely stood by him. Maybe it was out of her own fear too, but I don't feel, and maybe there's novels that go in deeper to it, but I don't feel like just from like a casual side of this, that there was any kind of like, you know, ill intent with what Anakin was doing. When the Clone no, Wars I mean... are, the Clone Wars are good too to show their confrontations a little more as well. I, I feel like it's such a huge leap from episode two to three and, and Oh my God, we're having a baby. And it's like, well, they, they've butted head heads, heads quite a few times. And I tend to forget that they, they've had their moments and she's had moments where she's tried to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, come on, like come back down to earth with us where we're all grounded here. And, and we just don't really see that in the, in the movies, but sorry, Rob, what were you saying? I was just going to say real quick, and then we can go to Nettie. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't, like, like, Scotty, I didn't want to say, like, he was controlling her, but you can see the turn in him. You can turn, like, his comments towards her. Maybe not so much controlling, but more, like, maybe demanding or there's an absolute. It got real when he was convinced she was going to die. Oh, yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what, yeah took over, I guess, for lack of a better word, for her own good kind of a thing. I feel that. I feel what you're saying there. Yeah, there's but definitely like, some some possessiveness there. I mean, yeah. and, and a lot of that is the secrecy behind it all, and, and I, I get that, but he went a little nutty there at the end. I just real quick want to go back to the uh, what if, too. What if Mace didn't want to just kill Palpatine right away? Like what Anakin's Anakin's whole thing was like, no, we have to judge this guy. Like, this is what you guys have been telling me for years. Like we need to do this. So maybe, maybe, but too dangerous to be left alive. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I mean, had to chop his head off. He had to go, you know, he's got, he has this much power. Like he could easily just, you know, he could easily turn everyone on the, and that's the thing. Like it's, it's, it's a great segue into what Jory was, was his, what if of like, what if order 66 didn't ha- like, what if it wasn't successful, I guess. And, and then it something, you know, something happened. Maybe the clones didn't turn like, 
okay, so what's Palpatine's plan B then? Because I feel like he did have such control of the Republic at that time that Mace was right. He's too dangerous to be left alive. And that he could he easily could have turned the Republic on the Jedi probably without, you know, the clones. I, I don't know. I feel like he, he's pretty good uh, creating a propaganda campaign. I think he could have done it. So let's let's Joy. What are your thoughts? Like, if it if it wasn't successful, where do we stand? Where does the Emperor stand? Is he is he caught or is it just it didn't turn out like he planned? And he's got a contingency or something. Obviously, he does later on. But yeah, I mean, I think that there's you kind of have to go back to as to where it could have. Uh, you know, varied, <clears throat> you know, and, and I think that there's a lot of different things that kind of lined up perfectly to end where, you know, where order 66 is executed. Um, but say, you know, I think a perfect one, we're kind of just talking about it. Say, um, the Jedi council is kind of wise for once and decide to send Anakin, um, with, uh, Ahsoka to Mandalore. Uh, you know, instead of, you know, having having him go to protect uh, the chancellor, which they know, you know, or uh, you know what I mean? They know that that there's there's some conflict there in his interests and and they know that there's something kind of going wrong in that direction. You know, Mace can't quite pinpoint it, but he understands that there's there's not like the, the connection between. Uh, Palpatine and Anakin is not good, um, you know, and he starts seeing that, you know, once again in his shatter points later on, you know, realizing, oh crap, that this is like really not good. Um, but even before that, you know, he he kind of understood that, you know, Palpatine is not to be trusted, and so say they decide to send him to Mandalore with Ahsoka, you know, I think that that changes everything. You know, I, I think that the duel with Maul goes very quickly. Anakin destroys him, um, even if he doesn't kill him. You know, he, you know, they end that quickly, and then Maul can still talk. Uh, you know, tell Anakin what he told Ahsoka, kind of putting Anakin on guard a little bit more. Not even necessarily that he would believe Maul, but even just hearing that, you know, um, from Maul, knowing that Anakin. Uh, is in Palpatine's complete plan. Um, he is the key to everything. Um, you know, once that confrontation with Maul hap- or with uh, Palpatine does happen, um, you know, he could have said something to uh, the other masters prior to. I don't. I think that if Anakin goes to Mandalore, obviously Order sixty six happens into the future. Then it doesn't happen. You know, so much simultaneously. Um, but then, you know. At that point, you have so many different things, different players in different positions. Um, but I don't think you have the element of surprise that Order 66 had. And then you have more masters, more even possibly knights that survive that whole situation. Um, and if more people survive that situation, you have a more controlled Jedi order. Uh, they're able to even when, you know, say everything kind of continues the way it does. And 
uh, you know, say Palpatine goes to uh, the Senate, you know, and, and, and at that point, um, you know, you might have Master Yoda alive. I mean, obviously, Master Yoda was still alive, but then you have maybe uh, Plo Koon doesn't get blown up. You yeah. maybe have, you know, some of these other these other masters that that make make it out of Order sixty six, and you know, you have more of an attack back at Palpatine versus you know he goes to you know speak at the Senate and. I think that one of the best things that could have happened, if, you know, as he speaks to the Senate, is Yoda goes to the Senate, you know, and confronts him in front of everyone. Because if Yoda confronts Palpatine at the Senate, you know, he either takes him under arrest or Palpatine brings out his red lightsaber and then everyone in the galaxy sees that Palpatine is a Sith Lord, you know, and that starts to really shift you know the perception of everything and you know and i think that you know that kind of you know i, I know we're playing a, a million what ifs here <laughs> but uh you know i just think that it could have really taken the story in a different way um you know and just kind of see what you guys think i want to i want to first straight up right up when you said that most of the time they just put them in jail they put them in like some kind of like prisons in jail or they ban them or they control them in some way so I think that no matter what, what would have probably happened, because that's what they did with Avalon. <laughs> it happened. Abort! 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 And I prepared them both as well. That's, that's, that's what would have been crazy. But you know what I was thinking, too, when we were talking about this Vader line, before I could pack that for a second and then pop out? Um, what if during this Vader line... Uh, apprentice comes up, maybe not Star Killer, maybe not Galen Merrick, but during this Vader line, this was around that whole little area, of the Force Unleashed, and that played a whole thing too because when they went to confront Palpatine, Vader turned on Merrick. So, but back to the ultimate what Jory just put us through is that epic go back and forth. I don't think he would have pulled his red lightsaber because at that point he still wanted to make the Jedi look bad. Yeah. And if Yoda pulled his lightsaber before he pulled a red lightsaber in front of that whole Senate, that would still that would kill the Jedi, but I think the resistance would have been overall stronger because they would have had stronger Jedi alive at that point, which I think even Vader in his current position and Palpatine in his position, if they would have did something like back from Knights of the Old Republic and what we're probably going to get with all the new stuff, that if they would have did like a full onslaught of Yoda and this guy and Blue Coon and blah, and they would have went after Vader and Palpatine, they probably would have won. Yeah, Rob, you're exactly right. It's it's all about it's all about the perception of the Jedi, and it's it's cool to read the the new novels now too, and hear what people have to say about the Jedi. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of information on them, but like those that remember it were you know 
they weren't ne- maybe not necessarily brainwashed, but history was not kind to the Jedi, so people didn't really like them. Um, but uh, it's it's you're right. Like he probably wouldn't have whipped out his laser sword at that point. Would have done something to to gain sympathy from 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 the people. Think how. Think how much power Palpatine had this time. Like, he just goes in, he's like, oh, I was attacked. Like, no one witnessed this. There's no holograms of him getting attacked by the Jedi. He's just like, they left me scarred. And everyone's like, this is bullshit. Like, I get everyone's kind of torn up about the war and everything, but they just believed this man and said, the Jedi are behind it all. Like, we can't, we can't let this happen. I need more power to try to end this. So, yeah, I, I feel like he would have found a way to, to garner that... The, that opinion of the Jedi that that, that that needed to happen in order for everyone to turn. Nettie, what what are your thoughts on, on this? What if? I think it's it's definitely a fascinating one, and kind of like all the other ones, I guess. There's a million different ways you can look at it. Um, I I can see it kind of like you just touched on and you mentioned before. Palpatine's like the master of propaganda yeah. and manipulation. I could see him trying to spin it some way that like. Issues Order 66, and then he's like, look at the Jedi. They attacked all these clones, these Republic troopers. Yeah. Something's going off with them. So then that might not end with him becoming Emperor still, but it would still probably find a way to shift blame into, oh, onto those Jedi and still kind of make them the enemy. So obviously not what he wants. He wants them completely destroyed and him in power. But I think if you can create then another conflict going after the Jedi, like the Republic versus the Jedi, he might be able to seize that power anyway. So I think he'd find a way to play it no matter what, basically. But that's obviously a lot of what ifs. (laughs) The war also did not seem to be going that well. We're fighting in the beginning of episode three on the outskirts of like uh, Coruscant itself. Like the battle is now here at the capital. Like it doesn't seem like it's going that well. I don't know a lot of specifics about the battle of Coruscant or how bad it really was. Like how close was the Republic to falling right then and there by the separatists? Like, I feel like he could have simply said, you know what? We put these Jedi in charge of this war and look where it's got us. You know what? I'm taking charge now. Like I'm, I mean, he is the chancellor. Yeah. He's, he's, he's calling a lot of the shots, but it's like, look where they've gotten us. Like this was their intention is to get us to this breaking point. I, I feel like he could have spun it in, in, in any way. He is, he is the ultimate manipulator and, and I'm sure he would have figured out a way. And the, the whole idea of like, like getting Anakin out of there, you know, Mace tries to do it in that moment, right? Like, you just, you know what, do I'll trust you if you just go away for a bit and let us handle this. So if I, I don't know if they ever would have sent him uh, to Mandalore there with, with Ahsoka to, to, or just by himself to handle Maul, um, not just because of the conflict in him and, and, and you know, hey, could Maul, like, manipulate him? Like, I, I don't think that would have been it, but more so, like, we've got this in here with the Chancellor and what better way to kind of even garner more of that trust and bond between them to, to send our best Jedi in there to save him. What else can we learn? Because we know in Episode 3 they're like, hey, we need... You know, we're going to we're going to put you on the council, but you're not going to be a master. And again, we need you to get some information for us. So I feel like that was very strategic in its own right. Yeah, he's one of the best Jedi, but also 
let's let's garner that relationship some more so we can learn more about it and ultimately that was the wrong move they would have been better sitting him away um but they i I think it was more strategic than just him and obi-wan will definitely save the chancellor they're the best team we got um i don't know i don't know scotty do you have some yeah, I was just gonna say when she's on Mandalore, when Ahsoka's on Mandalore confronting Maul, and she roasts him so bad, she's mm. like, "You're lucky Anakin's not here with the way you're fighting." I paused. I walked away. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, <laughs> he is, though. He is. Like, uh, he he thought he had it, he thought he had it figured out, but he really, I don't think, understood who Anakin really was. Man, he was the, he was the man. Yeah, yeah. It just. I'm glad that Anakin didn't show up though, because the 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 Obi Wan Maul end is just beautiful. It's just such a what a what a what a what a story of of Maul. Won't if they redo that in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe Maul's hanging out around there, and we get a little more more of him. But Brent, do you like to play in these what ifs? Like, is it too much to ask? What if? You know, Order Six, Order Sixty Six went a different way. I mean, would Palpatine eventually have figured out a method to to make this happen? Yeah. So you guys set me up with a bunch of what ifs here. So I may be talking for a little bit here. Let's go back <laughs> over. Um, so we'll start back with the first one. Um, what if Obi Wan left the Order to go visit Satine um, or to go hang with Satine? I Deservedly. Think that all really depends on when he leaves the Order to do so. If he does it while he's still, you know, before they meet Anakin. And before the events of episode one, then there's a good possibility that Qui-Gon and his new Padawan don't even get sent by the chancellor to go to the negotiations at the start. Yeah. And thus then Anakin never gets discovered by Qui-Gon. And, you know, we can talk about the possibilities of how that plays out in the galactic universe for, you know, a couple episodes. Um, And, but, you know, if he leaves to go with Satine, you know, before I get, I'm trying to remember the t- exact timelines of all this stuff. I think it might have been during the Clone Wars. You know, shortly before Maul kills Satine, mm-hmm. um, and then when he's already has Anakin as his Padawan, Anakin still falls. Um, he just falls a lot faster because at that point in time, all he has left is Palpatine. Yeah, and then it's it's easy pickings for Palpatine to just, yep. hey, come here, boy. Yep, come sit. Let's have a chat. Um, so I think you know that that plays a big part into just the timing of it. Um, and then we get, you know, the second one was, what did you guys say? Uh, what happens if Ahsoka is able to talk to the Jedi, the Jedi Council, um, after she talks, with, you know, has her little confrontation with Maul? Um, I think the only person on the Jedi Council that would have listened to her and done anything was Yoda. Yeah. And Yoda was already on Kashyyyk at that point in time. Um, so her getting that message to him. And again, this is all like he's there. She finds this out. And then Order 66 happens. So the timing of anything to be preventative it's, you know, that's really, really slim. But she would have had to have gotten hold of Yoda because um, he would have been the only one that would have listened to her and believed her. Um, she could have talked to Mace all day long and he'd have been like, yeah, whatever, I'm, you know, civilian, yeah. um, you know, and pulled that whole <laughs> sort of crap. Um, so there's that one. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll skip the Order 66 network. Let's go to um, if they would have sent Anakin with Ahsoka to Mandalore, Maul's dead and he never tells anybody anything. Yeah, because Anakin's like, oh, you're Obi Wan's nemesis. You're a Sith. You're yeah. the only Sith we know about. We don't know who your master is, but he's not even giving him a chance to talk. He's he's cutting him down instantaneously, and Maul is gone. Yeah. Um, so I think you know that prevents nothing. It just delays the onset until he gets back to Coruscant. Um, and then if Order sixty six didn't work, um, 
the only thing I could think of that would prevent that from happening would have been, you know, just the Jedi were strong enough in the force to notice, you know, all the Jedi to, to sense before it was too late, like the Yoda did to actually take down the, the clone troopers that were around them. And then, you know, actually be able to flee like he did and then come back and regroup. Um, and that's the only way order 66 at that point in time wouldn't work. And then at that point in time, nobody would really know who gave that order because nobody was around to see Palpatine do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other person that would have known anything going on at that point in time, if, I mean, because I would assume then, you know, did he give the order without Mace already being there, without Anakin chopping off Mace's hand, and then he gets out the window? So, you know, uh, there may or may not have been a few masters dead in the senator, you know, in Palpatine's office by that point in time, or, you know, did he just like, oh, crap's going wrong, let's give the order, but he could always play that off. It's like, what are you talking about? I didn't. Talk to the Kaminoans. They probably did this. Yeah. They're the ones that made the clones. Yeah. You know, so he can easily pass that buck and, you know, ride it off until, you know, he gets something else going and can, you know, pull it off. Because, you know, Palpatine, he's the master manipulator. He's going to make everything twist and turn, and you're not going to know what's going on right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so, yeah, it, there's, there's so many possibilities. But I think, you know, ultimately, I mean, with the way the Force and everything was aligning, this was going to happen. The Jedi were going to go down. Um, it was inevitable. I mean, Palpatine saw it all happening. You know, he's he's been in tune with the Force for so long, the dark side's cloud and everything. Yeah. It, it was it was basically inevitable from the time probably that Anakin was discovered on Tatooine. And, you know, from the moment Qui-Gon laid eyes on him, and like Esfaloni said, the duel of the fates, that was determining Anakin's fate right there. So if Anakin got discovered and Qui-Gon dies, Anakin's going down the dark path. There's nothing you can stop it. Yeah, it does feel like that fork in the road there. And it's and yes, everyone we know, we talk about this as if it actually happened. We understand that this is just a fictional story and that you know, it's 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 fun to just kind of speculate, but it's also easy to have the perspective that we have. And I think Brent bring you bring up a great point that like the dark side was clouding everything yoda says it himself there's only few who know even how to do this or know our weaknesses and so yeah what would this information have provided them they'd be like what do you like we don't even know what we're dealing with you're telling us it's anakin well that's hard to believe i'm not feeling it from anakin somewhere else like why would it be anakin we, they don't even know, you know, with with Darth Maul dead, they're like, was he the master? Was he the apprentice? They, they have no idea who they're dealing with. So it's very easy to say, like, well, with this bit of information, it would have been so different. It's like they had no idea what the hell they were up against. Um, it was just a genius plan on Palpatine's part to, 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 to burn it down from within. Um, yeah, it's and, just I mean, crazy. And by that point, too, I mean, uh, Anakin, he'd already beheaded Dooku, the only yeah. other known person that was a Sith. So he comes up to Maul. I mean, yeah, yeah Maul's out. Yeah. Like, there's no chance. There's no negotiation. There's no anything. It's just like, no, oh, hey, Sith, red lights every year down. Exactly. The one thing with, so I mentioned a little bit ago about the, about the Battle of Coruscant. Like, it, things couldn't have been going great, obviously. Um, I don't know what to extent the Chancellor allowed himself to get captured or whatever that was. Um, but, you know, the the battle's going on and then the back door of the Capitol Let's, you know, at, at what point does Dooku or Palpatine have to interject with the army and say, whoa, we can't occupy court. How am I going to explain? How am I going to become emperor of this if the if the separatists actually win this war? Because, yes, Palpatine and Dooku are kind of running this army, but think of all the other worlds that have joined 
the separatists. It, we, we look at Mandalore and, and all these sympathizers that we've seen in Clone Wars to the separatists. They're not necessarily under the direction of, well, they are of Dooku, but like not necessarily of that Sith manipulation. So like if they just see this army come to Coruscant and everything just stops and be like, what the? What the hell are you doing? Like, what? Why? Why would we? Why? Why would we trust you? It's just, it's so crazy to be like, like, how would we stop this train if it didn't go the way that it did? How would you explain, you know, uh, that that how would Palpatine actually become the leader of this world if the Separatists won the war? Like, were they gotta, were they over their heads at this point? Yeah, yeah. Yo, real quick. Here's your here's your here's your big what if? What if Quinlan Boss and Count Dooku would have defeated Palpatine. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Brent? Ooh, I'm going to go back to Mike's real quick here. Um, I think if the Separatists would have won the Battle of Coruscant, then Palpatine, he takes over as Emperor as Darth Sidious and not as Palpatine. Okay. Because at that point in time, he's there with Dooku. Dooku introduces his master, and he reigns. He still reigns supreme. It's yeah. just he takes his other name. Because yeah. he can't take Darth Sidious in public because everyone knows him as Palpatine. Yeah. Um, and then if he declares himself Darth, then, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of weird that he had Darth Vader, you know, sitting there as his right-hand man. But at the same time, a lot of people didn't really know about him unless you were in the upper ranks or you were at the wrong end of that lightsaber, and then you didn't tell the story. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, just, I think at that point in time, Palpatine didn't care. I think, and the reason that he forced that play on it was either to get Anakin to do something silly or, you know, they're going to lose and he takes over anyway. So I, I think it was all in his grand plan. Yeah, Jory. Yeah, I think, too, with the whole, you know, introducing Darth Vader to the galaxy um, and, you know, him being uh, at, the, at the head of the Empire or kind of the, what everybody else sees as the head of the Empire um, is that the only people that would really know that Darth is a negative thing would be uh, the Jedi, you know, and they would be the ones that that would spread that throughout the galaxy um, where at that point, by the time he's already, you know, he's introduced, um, you know, there's really no, there's no Jedi left to, to spread that word. So I think that, you know, like Brent was just saying, you know, you can have Darth, you know, at the, at the top of it, but nobody really understands. I mean, they know he's an evil dude and they, you know, he does a lot of bad things, but I don't think that people understand that, you know, he's, he's a part of the Sith and, you know, yeah. he's a, a, a reigning, you know, a bad guy, I guess. Yeah. Like what, what, what does the Sith mean to the comic or the comic, the common like Republic folk, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I think the accolade could do so well for us is just kind of explain to us, like, what do common people think of this dark side? Like, are they even aware of it at this point? Has it been kind of, you know, extinguished for so long that it's just not... I mean, the Jedi themselves, we see in the Skywalker saga, like, or in the prequels at least, were just like, oh, this could absolutely not be happening. Like, it's just, like, what did... Yeah, what would Darth Sidious mean to these people? Just that he's the leader of the Separatists, I guess. Like, you could, Yoda couldn't just go before the the Senate and say he's a Sith Lord. They'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Like, so so it was so that's what was so easy for Palpatine to manipulate and say. Of course, these space wizards are the ones behind it all. They have all this power and they've been amassing it for so long. 
Of course they did this to the Republic. They're power hungry. There's no one else to compare the Jedi to at this point because the Sith are so far removed. It was just, it was so genius on his part, but just, I think the Acolyte could, we could, we could learn a little more about how underground all of this actually was. I I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I I really think that the galaxy lucked out that he didn't get to rule as Darth Sidious because if he did, then it would have been ten times worse than the Empire. Yeah, because he would have been unrestrained whatsoever. Because he he would have abolished the Senate immediately. Yeah, because they wouldn't have been around anymore, and it would have been iron you know iron fist from day one, and the galaxy would have been totally screwed. Yeah, I mean, Alderaan would have stood no chance. I mean, they, they wouldn't even have the weight for the Death Star. They would have been strip mined and gone. Yeah. Yeah, he Rob. just went around zapping everybody, dude. He would have just had weekly zappings. Well, he could have destroyed. Now we know with the power that we saw in the Rise of Skywalker, he probably could have just destroyed the entire Senate in one little force lightning, and they're all gone. But, yeah, he chose to. He needed the dyad for that, but that's a different That's question. true. Great, great point. He needed the little extra boost there. But, so, I mean, he really did need that governance, right? We, we tend to forget because we don't see the Senate in episode four for for decades it's still been going on yeah it's manipulated yeah there's some bad folks in there um yeah you have these governors but there's still governance and he needed that to maintain rule until there at the very end where he dissolves it all so yeah how would it have been different if he reveals himself as this the one and only sith lord that's ruling the galaxy Uh, how would how would the galaxy have reacted? I mean, obviously they learned later on through tales about Palpatine and what he was, I'm sure. But I, I just feel like the galaxy doesn't doesn't understand really what a Sith is. And and, 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 and that's been a good thing that the Jedi have kind of kept this all under wraps because you don't even want anybody thinking about it. Um, but I, I'm excited for the Acolyte. I think we could learn quite a bit about, you know, what, what, what folks that do kind of study this dark side, what they're doing. Um, during this High Republic time, because it's the same time period, right? It's the High Republic. So there's there's obviously, if you're reading any of the Light of the Jedi, there's obviously there's a lot of Jedi out there, and they're doing cool things. So um, the Sith aren't even mentioned, at least as far as I've gotten. So um, it's exciting stuff. I don't know. Guys, these what-ifs are just... It's crazy. There's no spoilers on the Light of the Jedi yet. No spoilers, absolutely not. I'm only 100 I'm, pages in. I'm a few in. weeks out on my book rental from the library. Hey, no, hey <laughs> we're not even going to talk about it for several weeks here on the podcast because um, I'm only probably a third of the way through right now. But uh, Oh, I wanted to say yeah. real quick, Acolyte, I just want to think about those stupid little things walking around trying to construct another thing. What if the Acolyte was freaking Galen Merrick? What if that was him? Wait, who's, what if that is who's Galen Merrick died? again? I just want the dang Star Killer in the universe. I want to know that story. I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, I feel like Legends now, bro. That's true. I feel like the story of of Palpatine and kind of his his other henchmen is probably something that they'll play around with for the next twenty years. I, I'm sure at some point we're gonna get a. Uh, a story of of some other dude he was you know using for some other purpose for the contingency or something. Well, I'm sure we'll learn something like that. But yeah, he Mail technically is a legend. That, that'll be his name, Mailing Garrick. <laughs> they just switch it around. I mean, yeah, we. I mean, got- he, he Palpatine's got a lot of other people out there doing stuff for him, so it wouldn't surprise me if we see that and and. You know, we we know that Vader isn't the only one that he's kind of manipulating for for whatever reason. There, there's others out there. 
Um, but you know, a lot of that is legends. A lot of that stuff is legends. But what else, guys? Man, dude, can I just tangent off about the accolade? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vader issue twenty-two, Charles Soul. You guys need to find it somewhere. Yeah. I'll tell you where. But also, he is writing the very first novel of the High Republic. This is not coincidence. The accolade takes place, like, immediately following the High Republic era. Mm -hmm. I am not saying there are Jedi in this issue right here that could be High Republic Jedi. But what I'm saying is this mask shows up in that comic out of nowhere. I think it's in a Lando comic as well. It's in Coruscant, Mm -hmm. in the Jedi archive. Palpatine gives it to him. We see flashbacks of moments past and people that have to live in the time of moment experiencing this dark side dude literally just creating art out of dead bodies and things. Like, that's his that's his uh, thing. And, uh, man. That's a relic. Have, that's a relic, too. Hey, Scotty, can you hold that helmet up again real quick? It's got to be connected. I'm hey, Scotty, can you put that helmet back up on screen there for a second? Deep, bro. Little sideways. I was just looking at the crack on the helmet, and it's it's about ninety degrees offset from the scar on Snoke's head. I was just curious. <laughs> Blowing <Whoa>. is Snoke. <laughs> it's it's brutal. brutal. Wasn't a clone. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't I surprise think... me, I, I, Scotty. I think you're onto something. I think with the uh, just with the character reveals that Star Wars has done online on all their socials, they're like kind of sharing like who are these Jedi and their names and their background. And one they just revealed, it seemed very telling. They're like, she tends to like choose her own path and she doesn't really kind of follow the Jedi way. It's like, okay, it feels like she may turn or something then. So it's like the RPG now it's like, there, like this, this character and this character pick them. There are the Jedi that find the helmet in this there's one of them that's like blonde hair, long blonde hair, and I'm and the dude that is front and center of all the Jedi standing together, his eyes, man, they are circled red. He's a Jedi, but he looks just like him. If he's not him, it's him as like a Padawan. And now Same. we're at a later timeline, and he shows up in here, and he's older. But like the helmet possesses the guy in this. Like they leave it open ended, and it just shows the dude's eyes. The helmet's eyes, like the dark side hungers, et cetera, et cetera. And it's open-ended. Yeah. I think that's a slam dunk. I think think it's – we know that Jedi have turned to the dark side, obviously. They've been fallen Jedi. Some of them became inquisitors when when things kind of crumbled around them. So we know some of them dabble in it. It would surprise me if we see that there's this – this kind of oh, yeah. underground going on uh, uh, right under the Jedi's noses, and maybe that's uh, kind of a, a foreshadowing for what's to come. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. Last thing, last thing. They're, the Jedi are at such a high. The High Republic, they are so high. The balance is going to come crashing oh. down, bro. Like, you think Palpatine's bad? Like, I know Rob's freaking out, but Plagueis, bro, like... 
Vegas. It could come happen. On. It could happen. Come on. They need Qui-Gon to just come in there. Just guys, guys, let's just roll one up. Let's everyone chill out. Everyone just chill out. Grow your hair out. Let's just mellow out. Hit this real quick. Cool. I know you all think you're great. You're in your gold robes and all this cool stuff. And it's just, it's it's crazy. Like, even you should look at the cover photo of the Light of the Jedi. Like, they're in these just ceremonial golden robes. And yeah. it's just like, it's such a difference from what we see um, in, in the Star Wars saga as we know it. So something's happens that they're just like, boy. We were some arrogant sons of bitches. Like, it's like Hooterville. It's like, like Hooterville. Like everybody's walking around with little daisies in their dang hands. And they're like, oh, we don't need lightsabers. We have dirt. And they're rolling around. I'm like, what are you doing? You better watch your back because they're going to be a synth up your butt in a minute. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's I'm excited. I'm I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing. I can't wait for you guys to get into the, the High Republic because uh, yeah, I don't know. What's that? Read it. Yeah. Read it, read it. That's right. It's 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 a solid one. Everyone seems pretty chill in it, so they don't seem like real D-bags. I'm like, where where, where did things go wrong here? I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Have you guys read the some like the first thirds of it? No, like I have, there? but these guys haven't, not yet. Oh. We'll get the to it. That I've met, like the Loden Great Storm, he's amazing. Some great names, some great names, yeah. some cheesy yeah. names. We, we still got that going on in Star Wars, but we'll, well, in the next few weeks, we'll, we'll have a discussion on it and give these guys some time to, to get a copy of it and, and, and get that thing read. But, um, guys, any other thoughts on the what ifs? Any other Star Wars things that have been eaten at you the past few weeks? The new Vader comic. It's been good. Yeah. Is it going to Exegol? Yeah, that's what they're they're teasing this this week's drop. Uh, he actually gets to Exegol, and I don't know if you guys have seen it. If you if you're not reading the comics, you can sometimes get a great deal from just looking at the covers of them. And then every like sometimes uh, Star Wars themselves releases like a third of the comic on their website, so you can kind of deduce what's going on. Uh, and in this one, they claim he makes it to Exegol and kind of uncovers Palpatine's plans. Um, and then you kind of, what we've seen is there's just this kind of wall of dark side users with a bunch of red laser swords um, and, and and Vader sitting there standing before them. So it seems like he's uncovered this Sith Empire and maybe this is, maybe this is too much. I went too far. Uh, it's time to time to try to take this guy down. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. The next panel is just Ochi, and he's just, like, walking back to the ship. <laughs> he's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Last time I was here, there weren't all these laser swords. Uh, I don't have the force. I'm getting the hell out of here. But we know he does it because he's, he's doing some bidding for, uh, well, no, he already did some bidding and killed Ray's parents before. So, yeah, maybe he's like, I'm out. Too much. He's you like, know what, Vader, you like, and I will get out of here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's I, I'm looking forward to it. The last issue, not great, but this this upcoming one, I'm excited. We'll see. We'll have some more to discuss. And what what does Exegol look like right now? Like, is it all just a lightning storm all the time? Yep. Or yep. It, you it know, like you. are they are they building these star destroyers underground? Like, what's going on? Are are these Sith folks actual people, or are they just mounds of dirt? Because that's what they look like in that stadium there on Exegol. Or- are they are they mining 
Palpatine for his electric to use as power to build all that shit. That sounds like some Lord of the Rings shit. I saw Holly stealing life out of orcs the other day for hours. Uh, so that sounds like some some Lord of the Rings shit right there. Uh, just maybe, maybe. I don't know. The Palpatine clone is just like every 10 minutes just zapping this thing. Gosh, yeah. He wakes up, he just zaps, and he falls back asleep, and then they like, okay, they go poke him again real quick, and he's like, <laughs> oh, I gotta do it again, okay, there you go, and he falls back out. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be. Uh, who knows, maybe he'll see, uh, maybe he'll even see a, a Palpatine clone there in some Bacta or whatever, Here's that'd be gross. We're on all those ships anyway, how'd they have that many people to go on that many ships? That's what oh, I'm saying. They had some. You need to read the Rise of Skywalker novelization. Yes, leaves it all. Bunch of sim- sympathizers <laughs> out there just building shit. Do they really explain it as like there were just that many people willing to support? Or yeah, so I don't want to get too far ahead of the the uh, the book club for next month or whatever. But yeah, they basically say that it's it's all first order officers. They're the all the red troopers on those star destroyers were the cream of the crop from the First Order. And they were hand-selected and sent to Exegol. Yep. And they've been on Exegol and not seen anything else of the entire galaxy for 10 to 20 years. Yep. Wow. Hence, hence why Finn yeah. wasn't picked. They're just like, sorry, dude, you were mopping and you're not going to Exegol. Did Finn know about it? Did, who knew? Is it just like the elite that knew that they're going there? Like, it had to oh. be. Yeah. So yeah, There was general pride and the people that were there. Was that what yep. turned Finn in the first place? Maybe Finn, maybe that was like Finn, other than like watching people get slaughtered. Maybe it had to have started before then. Just a bunch of 50 to 60 year old Bruce Willis's. <laughs> <laughs> if it had to be how old, like, you know, they were out there. <laughs> You'd be kind of saber, True. Jory, what's up? No, I was just going to say, I mean, I think that. I mean, kind of with what uh, Brent was just saying, you know, it's cream of the crap. Uh, but they also did leave, you know, obviously, good ones behind. Uh, like, obviously, like kind of going back into Phasma and Cardinal and things yeah. like that. You know, you had other other ones that were left behind. You know, obviously, that were that were really good. Um, uh, I think when we go back through some of our stories too. And we see disappearances. You can kind of speculate as well as, you know, did they actually go to the First Order, things like that, which is is kind of cool to to go back after, you know, especially after we do our book club and kind of see, you know, some of these major bad guys that we don't really know if they died off or not, and then, you know, to see if they went to the final order. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that book club. I've... I haven't, I haven't finished the novelization yet, but I, I'm getting close. I've really enjoyed a lot of the little extras that they put in there, it. especially the discussions with with Leia and Ray, and then Leia reminiscing about her and Luke, and it's just some good stuff in there. That it's just too bad we didn't have the opportunity to be able to kind of flesh some of that stuff out because there's some really, really good stuff in there that I've been enjoying. Um, I think one night I, I who could, who was it was speaking Palpatine was speaking and it's, I think it's Mark Thompson reading it and it was really epic. And, and Nettie sent me a text in my iPhone, read it. It was like, and Palpatine said, and then it read Nettie's text message. It was hysterical, but, uh, really enjoy <laughs> really enjoying that, that audio listen, uh, of, was- of the book. That was when I texted you about escargo, wasn't it? <laughs> it was something like that. And Palpatine says, "Hey, you guys doing that escargo bit?" Ever? <laughs> Palpatine said that. <laughs> he sounds a lot different right now. 
but yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. But yeah, so we'll, we've got uh, book club coming up here in a couple weeks. Um, so looking forward to that uh, with these guys. So, uh, but yeah, guys, if you guys don't have anything else, we'll wrap it up here. About an hour and a half uh, council here with our fellas. Um, really, yeah, we'll always really. Have more. All, there's always more, and it has to be edited well, we, out we sometimes. We, sometimes Michael has to go through with a with a fine, delicate knife and, and edit some of the podcasts out because it goes about three hours long. Uh, but uh, I, I hope you guys enjoy these. A lot of fun discussing video games with these guys and and just some what ifs. It's just I think all of us are just sitting at our day jobs and just thinking about this shit just every day, all day. Thinking and then we post it in the group and everyone's like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, what's what if? And and sometimes we just. We have to have those conversations, and we're always going to have them. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, the Revenge of the Sith came out 15 years ago, and it's just like, how are we still talking about this? Well, we are still talking about it, and we're going to continue to talk about it. And if you'll continue to listen, we'll continue to talk about this stuff. So um, I want to thank Brent, Rob, Scotty, Jory, and Nenny for joining us this month. Guys, this is our 13th installment. I believe it's our 13th installment of Casual Council. Um, so really enjoy talking with these guys. Uh, I couldn't get uh, Luke to podcast, you know, a couple times in the week. I got to salvage that friendship. Uh, cannot be having him podcast too much when he has a family uh, that he needs to be raising. And Holly is currently uh, doing some projects of her own. So just me flying solo tonight. But uh, we will have these guys back here on the podcast soon. Um, and if you enjoyed what you're listening to and you're joining these guys, come check out our Facebook group. A lot of fun happening in there. A lot of fun conversations. We got a Discord, too. I couldn't tell you how to get there. We'll have to just hop in the Facebook group, and Nettie will tell you how to get, how to, get to the Discord server. Um, but uh, check us out there. Check us out on all social media. Check out the Longform podcast on, on YouTube if you enjoy watching Longform video. If that's your format, check us out there. Like and subscribe. Uh, smash that like button if you're watching there on YouTube, as all the YouTubers and the kids like to say. Um, but I, I appreciate you guys listening. I thank you. I thank you kindly. Um, take care of yourselves out there. Take care of your friends and family. And may the force be with you always.